welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer at the Herald. Anthony, it's uh, just about time for training camp. Are you excited? It's crazy, right? Like, it feels like the season just ended a little bit. Um, but here we are a few days away from media day training camp. The NBA season is like, the start of the season is less than a month away. Um, so, yeah, things are happening. Yeah, Panther, by the time people listen to this, the Panthers will have kicked off training camp. Uh, yep. So we're like fully in that winter sports swing, obviously, uh, like college basketball is just around the corner. So it's kind of funny, the NFL and college football start and like then all of a sudden just everything starts all at once. Um, are you excited to go to the Bahamas? Yeah, tough assignment. Somebody yeah. has to do it. You know, I'll, I'll tough it out and I'll have my... Uh, reviews of the experience next week on the podcast i'll be i'll be actually live from the bahamas yeah when we record next, next time we record week, we'll the be, yeah maybe we can get like a sponsorship from the resort that you're gonna stay at and no free ads right now but like you know poke around about it and see if i can wear a bahamar shirt i have no <laughs> yeah. problem with that like give me a couple free drinks i'll do that no problem um all right so we just got you know uh Checking in one more time before training camp starts. Next, Starting next week will probably be – well, I guess starting this week will probably be pretty much every week from now until yeah. the end of the season, um, barring, I don't know, maybe a week in the preseason. If just the, next, the, the, the next, next eight months you're um, starting this, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we want to run through kind of those last-minute questions basically heading into camp. Um, you know, I don't think they're – obviously this Heat team is very similar to last year's team, so um, – yeah. I think there's not, you know, some 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 NBA podcasts are probably coming on and doing big old camp previews. What's it going to look like? Um, obviously, the Heat are going to look, you know, very similar, except aside from maybe a couple, you know, they always find a guy on the edge, you know, Haywood Highsmith or whoever the next one is. You know, Max Struess kind of put himself on the map in the preseason. Uh, what was it, like two years, three years ago now? Two years ago? Three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, but the big one, I guess, to start with is we talked about this last time we recorded after the Donovan Mitchell trade is that Tyler Hero extension still has not happened. Deadline to sign him to that is the start of the regular season. Do you think it gets done at this point? Uh, my gut says, and I've kind of held firm on this the entire summer, my gut says that they will sign him to an extension eventually. Um, I think we're getting to the point. I, like I would, I would have been surprised if they would have done it during the like early portion of the off season because it makes um, this has been we've talked about this now for months, but this it makes someone tradable once they sign to an extension basically for a year. Um, and Tyler here is your top one of your top trade chips, so that's kind of the 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 reason why this has been delayed so much. But I think we're getting to the point now where media days less than a week away, camp is less than a, you know a week away at this point as we record this. I would not be surprised if it happens at any point now. We're getting to that point like, yeah, that you can make an argument that he should wait to the last possible minute, which is the day before the regular season starts. So they have like a little bit less than a month away to do it. But you could also make the argument, if you know it's probably going to get done at this point, it's not. It's hard to see a blockbuster trade getting done the next three weeks before the season. That's not how that's usually done. Um, maybe you get this done so it's not, you know, hanging over Tyler's head at media day where he'll be asked about it uh the entire day or at training camp when that's the only question he's probably going to be asked for most of that week um maybe try to get that resolved now so that's not an, you know that's not an issue he has to has to talk about uh, in a week so 
we'll see. I still think it'll happen. Uh, will it happen this week? You know, maybe, but you know, he'd have three weeks to do it. So um, as long as they do it before October, I think it's 18th or 19th. Um, they're fine. Mm-hmm. And then once they sign him to that, when, cause obviously, yeah. you know, we talked about this when the first time we talked about that, that, uh, um, that the extension possibilities is yes, it gets this like trade constant trade rumors away from him for a little bit, but inevitably if a Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard or, or someone, Shea Gilgis Alexander suddenly becomes available, um, he's still going to be the number one guy in those trade talks or in those trade rumors. So right. if when, 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 how much does this stave off realistically, how much do you think this staves off those constant trade rumors for him? I think pretty much completely, at least for this season. I mean, yeah. at the end, once the extension kicks in July 1st, then all that goes out the window and he's right. again, you know, fairly tradable. We have a higher salary obviously, but he'll be tradable at that point. Right now, it's just it will make it so difficult because just to kind of without going too much into it because it's very convoluted. Salary matching purposes for one team, he'd be the five, whatever I think it's five point four whatever his salary is this season, and then for the other team it would be whatever his um, extension salary is. So we're expecting that to be around like say an average of twenty five twenty six million a year. That's a big difference. It doesn't mean a trade is impossible, but to bridge that gap. You're gonna to have to bring in multiple teams. You're gonna, te- you know, there's gonna to have to be other salary absorbed in the deal to make it work mm-hmm. cap wise. So when it's, you know, for if it was the extension was a little less and the difference between his salary right now and the salary of the extension wasn't that big, it would make it a little easier. But since it's gonna be so wide, it's essentially impossible uh, for him right. to be traded uh, this season if he signs that extension. Do you think the Heat? We, you know, they they have not. They they typically give these extensions out. Um, yeah, that's why I think it gets. That's why I think it with Bam. Yeah. Obviously, was the Justice most, most Jay Rich. Yeah, yeah, Bam was the most. I said still the most notable because there was that Giannis possibility still floating out there right. at the time. Um, do you I, do you think there's any hesitancy on the Heat's part to do this because of? I mean, obviously a lot of Heat fans are frustrated they didn't really upgrade the roster. Like, and I think are would still like a, a, another star to come in. In some capacity, I don't know how the heat feels, but do you think there's any hesitancy to give this extension out because of the way the NBA works? Where, you know, I named three guys and it wouldn't be shocking if two yeah. of them are on different teams by the uh, end of the season. I think you have to say yes. There should be some hesitancy because if not, yeah. it would have been done by now. Right. There's, there's like, a reason right. why it's not done. Um, and that reason is because it, it basically takes them off the table to be traded. Um, and that's not, doesn't mean they don't like Tyler Hero. It just means they want to keep their options open as much as possible. What if Kevin Durant in a week says he goes to the, he reports to camp and he doesn't go well and he's like, I want to be running around with a cell phone in his pocket. And yeah, it's like, I mean, who knows, right? You just don't know. So that's why that's the argument for the heat to wait to the last possible minute. But you run the risk of, you know, Tyler, I'm not saying Tyler's not going to sign the contract. He'd do that, right? It's it's money at the end of the day, guaranteed money. But Tyler's going to have to deal with that for the next month. The yeah. questions of why haven't you signed the extension? Where is it at? Have you talked to the Heat? What do you? How do you feel about not having, you know, that extension signed yet? You know, does it does it raise concerns about your future with the team? Like that's all going to be there for him if that mm-hmm. extension is still looming. 
Um, so it's an interesting issue, but at the end of the day, the Heat have to, it's a business, right? And the Heat have to do what's best for them. And at the end of the day, Tyler also is going to get his money one way or the other. So, right. um, I, I, we'll see what happens. Um, but again, I wouldn't, at this point, we're reaching the point where I wouldn't be surprised at any, if the Heat and if the extension news comes out because we're getting late in the off season and there's yeah. you know, less than a month away until the deadline. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's going to be another trade between yeah, now and Yeah, it's hard to right see. Here. It's the NBA, right? You never rule it out, but it's just yeah. that usually it doesn't work like that at this time. It's yeah. not the way. These trades don't happen at this time of the year. Yeah. And the other thing with Tyler is I think no matter what, he's kind of going to be the guy who's got, you know, if it's not trade rumors hovering above him, it's, like you said, why doesn't why he sign the extension? Or yeah. how good is he going to be, right? Because I think – he is the remains the him and Bam still just because of their age remain the biggest X factors and I think Tyler even more so than Bam because we know Bam is a, an All Star caliber player an All Defensive kind of guy obviously Tyler's coming off the Six Man of the Year campaign but um, you know injuries limited him in the playoffs um, and we haven't seen you know obviously he was such a star performer in the bubble playoffs but since then we have not seen it necessarily translate in the postseason i think no matter what he's going to be the guy who's in the middle of he's the big topic no matter what whether it is trade rumors whether it is like you said in camp it'll be the extension or when the season goes on it's you know maybe he'll be incredible this year and kind of silence any of that those questions about can he be the third star for this team but if he's still you know he's still developing so i think in the regular season that's still going to be kind of the big topic in a lot of ways yeah, and I was about to make that point. Like, I think you're right. Even if that extension is signed the next few weeks, it's still going to be, like, the prove-it year for Tyler Hero. That's right, how it's exactly. going to be framed, right? Like, he can't be traded this year, but next year he could be traded. So right. can he prove that, the you know, that he made the right decision and they should keep him? Unfortunately for Tyler, like, that's just the way it is for him. At the, I don't know, you know, it's just the position. It's, he's a, it's in a Chris Bosh thing a little bit, right? I mean, obviously Bosh is a better player. Then Bosch was a better player than Tyler is now, but it's yeah. the same thing. It's the third guy, Kevin Love right. you know, with LeBron. The third guy always kind of gets that. Yeah. The biggest scrutiny, I would say. Yeah, and kind of transition to our next question entering camp. I think this goes well with what we're talking about. He probably, I'm thinking, is probably going to be starting this year, right? He's yeah. been pretty open about his desire to be promoted to a starting role after winning six man of the year last season. Um, again, if he's starting, that puts even more pressure on him, right? More yeah. is going to be expected of him. How will he fit playing, you know, significant minutes next to Bam and, and, and Jimmy, right? The, the, the heat last year, like they staggered those three guys a lot, yeah. at least early in the game. And it worked well. Like, will he fit along those two guys? Can he play off the ball? Um, with Kyle Lowry as a point guard and Jimmy having the ball in his hands a lot and Bam having the ball in his hands a lot. Like, Tyler ran the show when he entered the game, mm-hmm. usually off the bench. Um, so, again, he'll, as Pat Riley said, he'll have to, you know, Tyler will have to earn that starting spot. But you would think, you know, he probably will start this season. And that'll be interesting to see how that all works out because I would say, like, this is just my opinion. I think Max... Strews probably fits better, or Duncan, a player like them, Max or Duncan, fit better with that group. Not saying that Tyler is not one of the five best players in the roster, because he is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that that shooter that could, you know, catch and shoot, elite catch and shoot player like Duncan and, and Max that fits so well next to Bam uh, and Jimmy and Kyle 
And Tyler is, you know, he can be that, but that's not really his game. Yeah. Um, so I am really interested to see how that, you know, how that all plays out. Yeah, that'll be, um, I would guess no matter what, they're going to stagger those guys still a lot, right? So like starting, we, you know, people make a bigger deal out of the starting lineup than certainly than NBA coaches. Um, yeah, play definitely. Do, obviously. Starting is overrated, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. I think there's, there, it could go one and two. Well, one, one way it could go is just, it, you know, doesn't work that well and they switch eventually. Right. If it, if it's not going well, um, another way it could go is maybe, you know, it's a big area for Tyler to potentially improve is that three point shot. And we have, you know, he takes a lot of high dip degree of difficulty threes. Um, you know, maybe it unlocks something if he kind of embraces playing that shooter position at the start of games. And then, you know, you, you take Jimmy out eight minutes in or something and mm-hmm. Tyler gets to run the show for the last couple of minutes of the fourth quarter, the first quarter and the start of the second or something like that. Um, you know, it can unlock another dimension for him, which I think would be very useful for this team. Um, and, I, and then just kind of in the end, you know, you want to have your five best guys. You want your five best guys to be able to play together. And, you know, you, you start them all year long, let them figure things out. Uh, it ultimately kind of probably helps you in the playoffs. As long as it doesn't hurt you too much during the regular season to affect your seeding. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. And, yeah, I think they still will get staggered a good amount. But yeah. there's no way around it. They're going to be playing more minutes than they did last year together just because yeah, they're, sure. he's starting with them, right? Yeah, um, they're going to play six minutes together at the start yeah, of every six, game. every game, basically. And then the other question on starting lineup is obviously starting power forward, right? Who's it going to be? Mm-hmm. I think you and I both agree it's probably going to be Caleb Martin, right? At yeah. least to start the year. Slash Caleb so, slash Jimmy. Like, they're kind of both three, fours, yeah. right? Yeah, I could see, like, Jimmy closing games at the four and then Caleb starting games. Um, but, you know, this team is very similar as last year. I mean, the only two basics are Darius Days and uh, Jovic, but they lost their starter in P.J. Tucker, right? So they're going to have to fill that somehow. And if Tyler Hero does get promoted to a starting role, that starting lineup is going to look, you know, a little bit different. And I think we should probably, you know, when we talk about projecting the pre, the starting lineup in the preseason, like, um, like don't forget that like Markeith Morris was like a, a he started at points last year, right early in the year. Yeah. He's like a big like guys. The, the lineups change massively uh, as sure. the year goes on. Um, yeah. Like we're gonna we're you know the the other guy we had to talk about here is probably Haywood Highsmith, and like if that works. Right. Like no one at the start of last year would have guessed that Max Struess was going to be a starter. Right. Like it was. Right. Or like Caleb Martin was going to be a rotation player. Yeah. Right. So like if it, you know, the because Caleb is probably more of a three than a four. Same with Jimmy, obviously. If that just doesn't work that well and all of a sudden they stick Haywood Highsmith in and it works because he's a little bit more of a traditional four, a little bit bigger body, um, a guy who's, you know, uh, probably a better rebounder than Caleb Martin. Um, then yeah, it, we might see that. Even though, again, like like I said, you want your five best players. Ideally, you want your five best players to be able to all play together and have that be the lineup on the floor at certain times. But it never works like that. And def- it definitely, you know, that is not Eric Spolster's approach traditionally. He no. cares much more about how the five pieces fit together than just stick five guys out there and make it yeah. work. Yeah, and to and to go back real quick to Tyler Hero starting, one of the reasons I think it will happen is because they have the perfect guy to replace him as a six man in Victor Oladipo, right? Like it just seems sure. like Oladipo's yeah. prime sure. for 
a really good season, you know, season. He's healthy offseason for the first time in three or four years. You know, all by all people who like have been close to Victor this offseason, they all say he looks great and healthy. Mm-hmm. Seems to fit well in that six man role off the bench, kind of running the running the team. Um, so it kind of gives the Heat the luxury of saying, okay, yeah, Tyler Hero was the six man of the year last year, but we have another former All Star who yeah. could be in the running for that award this season. So, you know, I would expect Victor to kind of take on that six man role if, if Tyler Hero uh, is moved to the starting lineup. It kind of makes it easier to manage that too, right? Whereas yeah. Victor and Tyler trying to find them both minutes off the bench when they are right. pretty similar, now obviously very different players, but would play a similar role in that they're kind of a ball handler with the bench unit, mm-hmm. a, a guard, a true guard. Uh, maybe maybe Victor Oladipo is, can, can play some three a little bit. Although I guess Tyler, you know, again, positionless basketball or whatever, but those guys are similar where they're going to have the ball in their hands. Um, hard to find Jimmy his 36 minutes and staggering it with Tyler and then finding Oladipo his, you know, obviously Vic can play uh a supporting role, I think a little bit easier just because of the defensive ability. Um, but you know, those are three guys who they're obviously, and then not, 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 not to mention Kyle Lowry. Um, like those are four guys who you want to, when they're on the court, uh, basically to kind of have the ball in their hands to maximize what they can do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But uh, as it does make it easier with Victor and Tyler to kind of manage those two, but I will say like now, if Shrews is moved to the bench, Right. And again, this we're all talking about hypotheticals here. We Yeah, we haven't even seen one practice. We, we haven't even talked to Eric Spolcher in like three months. But but um it, then you have Max Schuess and Duncan off the bench, right? So right. that's gonna be tough to manage. I I can't imagine that both of those guys will be used off the bench consistently, right? You you would think it'd be one or the other. Um it's easier to manage when one is starting and one is coming off the bench and they kind mm-hmm. of play off. Because they each just other. replace but, each other, yeah. Yeah. But now I think it makes it a little trickier. So you know, it, there are some, uh, again, th- this is very similar roster last year, but there are some changes that, um, you know, Eric Spolstra and his staff are going to have to work through to see, you know, what fits best. And I'm sure there'll still be some experimenting early in the year and in the preseason uh, because there are going to be some different combinations. Okay, let's move over to the bench, uh, looking at a couple of interesting position battles. We kind of already talked about Haywood Highsmith, so I think we can yeah. – I think both of us think he's going to be a contributor in the rotation. Yeah, um, I mean, let's do this first, but I want to go through okay. the numbers game because I was going through – You just the, like, think there's going to be a crunch? Uh, yeah, there might be a crunch in the back end. But, yeah, let's let's do this first, and then we can get into that. Okay, well, the first one is just the backup center spot, Deadman versus Yurt. It just mm-hmm. kind of – one of those guys is going to play, one of them is probably not. That's the big one, right? That, yeah. That's, like, the big position battle, I think, entering camp because it feels like most of the roles are kind of settled other than, like, you know, you know Duncan and Shrews, right, if they're both on the bench. Right. But backup center is – you know, Dwayne Deadman has pretty much been the backup center since she signed with the Heat a year and a half ago. Well, Omer, Yurt 7 – Seems to be primed for that backup center role, right? Mm-hmm. This year, especially. It was a little surprising, I think, season. when Deadman came back, right? We all yeah. thought it was just going to be turn it over to Yurt. It's his turn. Yeah, and I think the, not only uh, we weren't the only ones surprised. Like I've talked to people close to the Heat that say they were surprised 
yeah. after Deadman was was signed because it just seemed like you're like that was a natural progression for him. Um, but you're going to have to earn it. It's not going to be easy. Um, mm-hmm. So that is a position battle where you know one of those guys is obviously going to be the backup center, but I think it's up in the air at this point. Um, maybe do do both get spots in the rotation because of the power lack of you know power forward depth in the roster? Does Eric Spolstra actually play big and like play your seven with Bam and your seven plays, you know, as a four and Deadman still gets minutes as a back of five. Um, maybe, uh, but I think more realistically, it's going to be one or the other. Yeah. Um, at least as far as consistent minutes. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bam play with one of them sometimes, but I don't think it's yeah. going to be enough to be right. like, you need both of these guys to be in the rotation for more than, you know, maybe one guy gets like two minutes a game or something and right. foul trouble situations or whatever. But, um, yeah, that that is. I was. I mean, like I said, I was surprised that they brought Deadman back. I think part of it is he's they like him as a culture guy, clearly. Um, and like you said, they want. It's always competition's good, right? And yeah. they could just based on like the money they had to spend. Like it was basically they had to make smaller moves, and I think Deadman. Like it was kind of like a a no uh, no risk. I, don't, I won't say high reward because, like, how, what what is the reward of having Dwayne Dedman? Like, he's a pretty average backup center. But you but know he's solid as a backup yeah, center. Yeah, exactly. You can rely on him. You know you're not going to be going, you know, coming to the trade deadline. They're not going to be looking for a backup center. Right. Because, you know, barring an injury or a massive regression from Dedman, um, right. one of those two guys is going to be solid enough for them. Um, hi, Smith. So what, what what are your thoughts on that? Run me through that roster crunch that you're, you're looking at. Yeah, so I I have down here as and you know stop me if you think I'm wrong on a guy, but okay. I think these are the guys who are definitely going to get playing time at least entering yeah. the season. Victor Oladipo, Caleb Martin, Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, Max Struess, which I know, but I still yeah. think he's pretty. Yeah, he'll play. He was a starter play. in the playoffs last yeah. year for the team that went to the uh, yeah. Eastern Conference. I don't think he's just going to be complete out of rotation, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Victor, Gabe Vincent. Bam out of bio and Jimmy Butler. That's eight guys. If we if we are gonna say that Heat are gonna go with nine man rotation, which I think is pretty fair, right? Consistently, mm-hmm. they're gonna have to pick between Yurt Seven, Highsmith, Deadman, Jovic, which I don't think Jovic is gonna be ready early in the year yeah. to play consistently, but I put him on there. Days, who again, I don't know if he'll be ready to play early on, but he is a power forward. And I just put him on the list because he is a power forward that has uh-huh. some like intriguing skill, an intriguing skill set, and Duncan Robinson. Um, obviously yeah. you're going to need a backup center. So you would think either your or Deadman will be the ninth guy. Um, and then maybe Highsmith 10th, if they go 10 deep, Duncan 10th, if they need a shooter. But I, as much as I, I really like Highsmith, I think he was impressive in summer league and he has a skill set that he really need after losing PJ. I just don't know if there's going to be room for him. Um, if this team is fully healthy, uh, with the way, you know, the roster is set up right now. I feel like this team is going to go 10 deep, I will say. I think just because of – and obviously there's going to be a ton of games where Kyle Lowry's not in there. Yeah, there'll be injuries. We know. Yeah. Like, so it is a sort of like a moot point, and then you get the chance to earn this throughout the whole season and see what the rotation is come postseason time. But, yeah, I mean, that, it's interesting. It's kind of, you know, that, that Duncan Struess dynamic will go a long way to, I think, determining what – how, you know, which it's like weird to think that it's going to affect whether a guy like Haywood Highsmith can play, but it probably will because, yeah. um, you know, they, there were a lot, you know, obviously in the playoffs, they were not playing Duncan. Like you, you run out of room for, for minutes and 
um, it's gonna yeah that that it's gonna have a big trickle down effect. I know Gabe Vincent is like they love him. We we talked about how many ball handlers they have though. Is there any chance we could see his minutes dwindle? I mean he was so good for them at various points throughout the postseason especially. Um, but it's another spot where it feels like you know. Like I mentioned those four ball handlers earlier, and obviously, you know, obviously those guys are going to play together. So you would like a more traditional backup point guard. But could we see fewer minutes for him? Yeah, I guess that's possible, especially if you're starting Hero and Lowry together and Victor is the sixth man, right? I mean, how many minutes are really they're realistically going to be for Gabe when all three of those guys are healthy and available? That's a fair point. Um, I just put him on that list because I know that he'd like him a lot. Yeah, I know that he was really good for them late in the season and especially in the playoffs when Kyle was hurt. Um, so I think he'll at least start off getting consistent yeah. minutes. I don't think it's going to be 20 plus minutes a game. It'll probably be like between 10 and 15, right? It's because you have so many guys ahead of him on the depth chart. Um, but I put him on the list for now because I think he'll he'll start the year in the rotation. But yeah, that could be a guy that yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll on if the Heat need to make room for a guy like Highsmith. Maybe he is the guy who's who, you know loses minutes. Yeah, I think people forget how little Oladipo played in the regular season last year because he was such yeah. a big part of the playoffs. Um, it, that'll that'll change a lot of the Heat's outlook uh, in the regular season. Um, we can breeze through these last couple ones. Uh, and, 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 and and real quick, the Heat really didn't have to, like you said, the Heat didn't really have to confront this issue last year because right. so Victor didn't play most of the year, and then in the playoffs when Victor did play and top and Kyle Lowry, you know, or either Kyle Lowry was hurt or then when Kyle Lowry came back, Kyle Hero was hurt. Oh, here it was so hurt, it was right. like they never really had to deal with that. And in the regular season, they were always in the regular season they were always missing guys. Whether it was yes. obviously Kyle Lowry for a lot of the year, Jimmy in and out, COVID stuff in right. December, Bam missing a ton of time early in the year. So and you know it, it's that's why it's kind of foolish a little bit to go real so deep. Yeah. I think on lineup stuff in the preseason because. You know injuries are going to happen, especially with an older team. It's not injuries. It's going to be rest. Um, but at the start of the year, and, you know, coaches always want to think of the best-case scenario because ideally everyone's healthy come playoff time and you got to make these tough decisions. Um, so we'll, hopefully we'll get a little glimpse of what – the Heat will be full strength as far as we know at the start of camp. So we'll get a, a little bit of a look at what Eric Spolster's thought process is starting next week. Um, skimming through the last couple of ones. Once you touched on Jovic, I'd, I'd be shocked if he plays meaningful minutes this year at this point. Yeah, especially early in the year. Unless he takes a massive that we didn't Right. I, I, it'd be surprising. I mean, like you said, there might be injury issues that he has to play a few minutes here and there. That I would not be surprised by that, right? But as far as, like, playing a significant role in this team and there's a rookie, I just don't see it. Do you think there's any chance he spends time in Sioux Falls or they just want to keep him around the team? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, why not? They did it with they did it with Jarich. I know Jarich was a second round pick, right? Mm-hmm. I remember when Bam was a rookie. Um, Eric Spolstra said that was a possibility. He never obviously Bam never went because Bam was, right. ended up being really good and essential to them at that point as a backup center to Hassan. Um, but Eric Spolstra didn't rule it out that year for Bam, who was a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't see why it wouldn't be any different for Jovic, especially if he doesn't play. He needs minutes. He needs experience. He's young. Um, I would not be shocked if he plays a little bit in Sioux Falls. Uh, Darius Days, you mentioned him as a, as a guy who's yeah. on the back fringe of the uh, roster, basically. We didn't mention UD as a guy who could earn playing time. I think the ship has, uh, has sailed on that one as him in the rotation. But uh, Darius yeah. Days, just 
kind of thoughts on on what he might give this team? Yeah, I mean, he's a two-way contract guy, right? So he's limited yeah. to 50 games, but I just put him on that list because, again, he's a power, he's a like a if the heat signs a two-way guy, if the heat signs a two-way guy, I assume he's got something. Exactly, he's they expect him to be playing. <laughs> like expect him to at least be good enough to play rotation minutes. But if he's a he's it. a true power forward. He can shoot threes. He's a pretty versatile defender. So he has that skill set, just like Highsmith, that they need at that spot that they look they like at that spot. But he's a rookie, right? So again, I'd be surprised if he plays early on, but. As the season develops, maybe, you know, so you just got to watch. He, he just fits the mold of what the Heat like at the power forward spot. Uh, we touched on Duncan versus Struce already, but I think that is, I think that is the one where there's the best chance that both guys play potentially because yeah. you can never have too many shooters, especially if Struce, you know, obviously if Duncan gets back to what he was two, three years ago, like it's impossible to not play him. And if Struce plays the way he plays last year, it's kind of impossible not to play him too. So um, it that's a position battle, potentially a starter who who starts, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if both are in the rotation at various points in this season. Um, and obviously, you know, if if it goes well enough for Duncan, he becomes a trade name to know also. Um, yeah, more so he's already than he already is. <laughs> yeah, more so than he already is. But yeah, right now, I think people are like a terrible contract. You got to throw him in. Yeah, but if he comes back to life as a shooter. It, it changes things a little bit. I, I, I think um, people forgot that Duncan one, shot 40 plus percent after December last year, right? He started off yeah, really he slow. He was pretty good throughout the end of the year. I know he lost his spot because of defense, and you know Max Schroes is really good, but Duncan is still a very good shooter. I don't think people should forget about him just yet. Okay, that's a good spot to wrap up. Uh, thanks as always for listening to the Heat Check podcast. You can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Uh, heat stuff getting really started up next week, as we said, media day on Monday, and then Anthony will be in the Bahamas for the first couple days of training camp. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. I am like always all over the place. Maybe be out at Heat on Monday, but otherwise, uh, check out all of our football coverage in the Miami Herald and MiamiHerald.com and uh, hockey getting started up at the end of this week. Panthers training camp kicks off on Friday. So thanks again for listening and we will talk to you guys next week.